You Betcha She Did is sponsored by John Erline Photo. Ladies, it's time to put your best face forward. Your headshot should reflect the confidence and professionalism that you bring to the table. I understand that having your photo taken can be a little nerve-wracking, maybe even a little uncomfortable. That's why John Erline Photo is here to coach you every step of the way. With a gentle and supportive approach, John's expertise as an expression coach will guide you to a headshot that truly captures your unique personality and professionalism. Over 100 five-star reviews can attest to the fact that John Erline Photo has helped hundreds of people feel comfortable and confident in front of his camera. Myself included, I love the headshots I got from John. Everyone deserves to have a headshot that they love, and John is here to make that happen. Book your appointment now at www.johnerlinephoto, that's J-O-N-E-R-L-I-E-N photo.com. Your image is worth investing in. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. Welcome back to You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who have paved the way share their wit and wisdom. In today's episode, I have a special guest from the Seattle area. It is a woman entrepreneur and also scientist named Estelle Giraud, and she is the CEO and founder of Trellis Health, which helps men and women to navigate the healthcare field, which as we know, is not easy. <laughs> we wish it was, but it's not. Um, Estelle, Thank welcome to so the show. Thank you so much for having me. Really looking forward to the conversation today. Yeah, I am as well. So give us a little backstory. Um, what, tell us a little bit first about what Trellis Health is, and then we'll dive into like how you yeah, came about yeah. creating it. I mean, it. those two, those are kind of interwoven together. Um, you know, it was really, I think like any founder out there, it's born out of personal experience and things that you get so frustrated with in your own life and passions that you have that you can't help but build something. There is no alternative. And that's, you know, that's trellis health in, in a way. But um, I'm, a, I'm a scientist by training, spent my whole life deep in academia and then frontier medicine and deep tech and like at the forefront of this field and was always super passionate about healthcare and creating a better healthcare system, uh, a more digital system, a more predictive healthcare experience, and just at, as well as that, a more human experience. Like I think we, there's a lot of problems in healthcare. We could spend a whole episode talking about that, but where Trellis Health was really born out of was my personal experience with pregnancy. Um, you know, I was young, healthy. It's such a personal time in anyone's right. life, especially. It's huge. So. it's huge. It's, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's the first time that a, a young kind of healthy person that doesn't think about their health a lot gets thrown into the system in a really intense way. Um, and it, from a physiological standpoint, you've got so much going on 
We have some of the worst outcomes, uh, maternal mortality rate in this country. Like there's just, there's a lot of systemic things and pregnancy as a health journey has been overlooked for such a long time. Um, so I am an IVF mom. I'm really open about that. Um, I also had, you know, a pretty long journey and, and you take a lot of responsibility, right? Like when you're going through that kind of fertility journey, you take such responsibility for your health and you're super in tune with what your body is doing. Um, it shifts mentally, it shifts the way that you think about your body. Um, and then once I was pregnant, I, I did not have a complication free pregnancy. So I, I had prenatal hypertension. I had postpartum preeclampsia and these are not, uh, rare things, right? Like, yeah, sadly it's true. They're, they're not rare. Like I've known several people who've had one of those or another thing and, um, yeah, you have to figure out a whole new way to right, protect yourself right. and the baby. And at the same time, happening. you're advocating for yourself, you're educating yourself, you're learning about this, you're trying to track everything. So like I was tracking my blood pressure multiple times a day, recording it in an Apple note, trying to share that with my doctor, you know, the entire experience had so much room for improvement that um, these two worlds really kind of connected. So I care about the future of medicine. I care about precision medicine, like really predictive care, what I call data-driven medicine. I also care about the experience of women going through pregnancy. And I was like, this is an overlooked opportunity to onboard people to a better health data system. So like, can we use all of the health information that we all have about ourselves and empower women during this health journey to understand their bodies, advocate for their bodies, track what's going on, and improve outcomes. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Wordhaven Bookhouse, located in downtown Sheboygan, Wisconsin, is an amazing addition to the Sheboygan area, not to mention a great boost for our community. Not only is Wordhaven Bookhouse Sheboygan's only independent bookstore, but Kelly D. Holstein, the owner, is an Equity 2.0 consultant, accomplished writer, and was Minnesota's Teacher of the Year. Wordhaven Bookhouse offers a wide variety of classes and events each month to help bring the community together and inspire current and future writers. Check out Wordhaven Bookhouse in person at 923 North A Street in downtown Sheboygan, or you could even check it out from the comfort of your home through their online bookstore and event calendar. Learn more by visiting Wordhaven's website, www.kellydholstein, that's H-O-L-S-T-I-N-E dot com. Yeah, so going off of that, do you think it's more a disconnect between patients not knowing their own data and being able to use it to advocate for themselves? Or is it more like the doctors are looking at the whole picture of all the things going on I with the patient? Both. Or maybe it's yeah, both. I don't it's, know. And it's also, it's an access problem as well. And, and this is systemic. Like this is a really, really deep problem in healthcare that people have been trying to solve for a really long time. And it is changing. It's changing slowly. But um, <laughs> health data is 
A, it's growing so fast. There's just so much information that we, when you consider wearables, um, everything that's kind of in your doctor's notes, genetics, if people have genetic testing done, even through something like 23andMe or Ancestry, you know, all of this leads to a kind of digital health kind of picture of yourself. Um, And nobody has that complete kind of set of information. Your doctor doesn't have that. You don't have that. It's kind of spread all over the place. And at the same, everybody has a puzzle piece. Nobody's like got that whole thing together. And that whole thing together is insanely valuable from a monetary standpoint, but also from a like, what does that mean for you and your health standpoint? So health data is 50 times more valuable than credit card data. It's, you know, if you think about all the companies out there, all the industries that want that information on you and what they can, what that does for their businesses, health data is that much more valuable. And so we have this dynamic going on in healthcare, particularly in the US today, because it's a for-profit system where everybody is trying to create these you know, walled silos of this is my data, you can't have it. And then everybody wants to keep the pieces separate. What we're really trying to do at Trellis is super ambitious is to break down some of those things, some of those walls, and really, really put the patient at the center. A lot of people give lip service to this idea of, you know, the patient is at the center of their care. I like I'm being just really forthright here, right? That's super annoying to me (laughs) because I'm like, unless you're truly building a product for a patient consumer and really understanding that health journey and have a revenue model and a business model that supports your focus on that, you're not putting them at the center. You're putting a payer or a provider or somebody else in this industry at the forefront of what you're doing because you're a business and that's how you work. Yeah, that's a really fascinating way of putting it. I've never thought about how, um, I mean, I knew healthcare in general is a for-profit system, especially in the U.S., but that whole idea of we're trying to keep these things separate because we want to make money off the data that we have instead of, you know, putting the patient first and let's get all the information together so we can help this person the best that we can. It's like when you put it that way, I'm like, oh, it's a little bit frightening and also, um it just shows the need we have to yeah. really revamp it. And it's felt across the board, right? Providers feel this as well. It's sorry to interrupt, but like, um, you know, providers are in, doctors are frustrated that they can't provide the care that they want to deliver either. Like it's, you're talking about systemic forces in the healthcare industry that are not sustainable and are really, really hard to innovate against. So how does Trellis work then? So can you use it in any state in the U.S. and like someone would sign up for it and it helped compile all their um, medical data in one spot? Yeah, so we are in private beta right now. We still have some slots available. Uh, I'm sure we can put in show links if anybody is interested. But uh, requirements are that um, currently we're just for pregnant women. So... Obviously, we plan to expand well beyond that in future releases, but today we're just for pregnant women. 
um, in all but six states. And I don't want to get into the weeds of that, but it's around telehealth uh, laws. So, but, you know, all the major coastal states, most of the country, uh, we are we are live in, in private beta. Um, and a user finds us directly. So this is kind of what I was talking about with really putting the person at the center of it, putting them in control of that relationship with us as Trellis. So people can download the app, sign up. It's a full onboarding experience on app. So you don't have to make phone calls or fax your doctor or kind of collect this information manually yourself. It all happens on app. We have really secure identity verification. So using AI facial recognition on your phone, which we all have today anyway, we're able to verify that you are you. And using that, then we can go and collect uh, health information from you. And then uh, in future, right, we, we will integrate wearables, genetics, like all of these other things. But with that health history, um, we can give people an overview of what that pregnancy care looks like. So where their appointments are, where their lab work was, all of that lab work and trend lines in one place. So if you're looking at things and you're noticing a trend, you can bring that up with your doctor. We also have um, symptom tracking blood pressure tracking, kind of all of the things that pregnant women, a lot of pregnant women have to do if they've got conditions like prenatal hypertension. Um, and it summarizes it all into a dashboard for you, like a one pager uh, ahead of a appointment. So most of the time for prenatal appointments, you have 10 minutes with a doctor and that's it. And you're there trying to figure out and remember all the questions you need to ask, all the symptoms you had, is everything in the right direction? You know, they're looking at their screen from what happened last visit. And this was born out of the idea of, you know, I worked in corporate America for a really long time. I was a professional sales leader. If you had a 10-minute appointment in a professional context, a 10-minute meeting, you'd have an agenda. You'd have like pre-meeting notes. You'd have it all to be really efficient. We don't have that in healthcare. And it's a huge opportunity, I think, to empower a patient to bring in, say, here's a picture of my health. Like everything that's happened at home during the last two weeks, as well as like my previous records all packaged up, let's have a conversation around that. Um, and so that's what the app generates for you ahead of every appointment. Wow, that sounds incredible and so useful. I mean, I can think obviously for personal use, it'd be wonderful, but to, um, I'm in my early 40s and I'm kind of at that age where it's, you know, I'm raising my children, but yes. also my parents yes. are getting older. And, you know, as they're getting older and I have to navigate their health care, it would be so nice to have a medication. What I'm dealing with when I, yeah, when I'm taking them to yep. doctor's appointments. And, um, you know, I have a couple of friends too who have children with special needs and they have so many variables and things to track. And and this is another reason why I think pregnant, like this, and it's not just pregnant. I have like apologize for that language, but like young women are chief medical officers. They are chief medical officers of their families, of their communities. Like it starts around pregnancy maybe 
But like from that point onwards, you're taking care of your child that those first kind of five years of development, huge in terms of health needs, making sure development is on track, being able to catch things really early, being able to be supported in doing that. And so we really see Trellis expanding in that direction for you know care of children. And those children then get their health kind of information built from birth. It's, you know, there's never a point where they don't have it. It's it's completely longitudinal for their whole life. And then, you know, that is the gen that's the 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 same person that, like you say, is is then in a few years perhaps caring for elderly parents and being a caregiver for that. Like if we provide them tools at that point in their life, there is a lot of room for us as a company to kind of expand and provide additional support for that same customer. Yeah, definitely. And it would all be very welcome and needed 100%. So what's, um, what's your next steps? Like you said, right now you're in beta testing. Do you have an endpoint for that? Will it, when it'll be more released or it's kind of a wait and see as, um, paperwork is filled out and yeah, <laughs> no, the, I mean, this is something that, um, is also like really important in healthcare, like the, the tech notion of move fast and break things. You don't want to apply to healthcare. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't want to break things. Don't want to, don't want to no. do that. Um, so we will be in private beta for at least the next couple of months, probably Q2. We're looking at broader launches and then we'll roll it out on a state by state basis. Do you know, is this, is there any other country that has something similar? Just thinking of worldwide healthcare and how America has its own funky I think this goes back to my personal story as well, right? Like I've had health conditions. I'm Australian, but, you know, born and raised in Australia. I have health records in multiple states in Australia. I've lived in multiple states in the United States. My health information is all over the place, but we are a global species now, right? Like especially the Gen Z onwards, they're going to live their lives in multiple different countries. And so part of this is, you know, is there a future? I believe there is where this information really is yours and it travels with you wherever you go. Um, no country, like even Australia's kind of single payer government system, but um that's just for the medical records piece. That doesn't include all the other ways that we measure our health and our environment and our fitness and our diet and our sleep and all of these things impact our health. And so there isn't, there hasn't been uh, something that's been able to really pull these things together. A lot, you know, companies have tried. I would argue that they were all too early and it's in part a timing thing right now as well. But um, yeah. There's even within single payer systems, it's not, it's not great. Yes. You don't get the complete picture that you really want. Um, I love the idea of having like a medical passport, so to speak in the future. I mean, I've lived in multiple countries. Um, I'm the kind of the end of Gen X, but like for sure, Gen Z, all the global nomads, just people out in the world. I mean, you do want access to that information and, that would be so helpful. That's, that's what we're trying. I mean, I believe regardless of whether it's Trellis or not, that future will happen. Like it's it, healthcare is kind of the, one of the last big holdouts of truly having a digital experience. We have it in 
commerce, we have it in, you know, just about everything else, finance, you know, so many other industries, ways that we operate have been through a consumerization, a digitization. Healthcare has been super resistant to that, but it can't be like that forever. And I like the new generation, Gen Z onwards, will demand a different experience and they will do so with their buying power and their voting power. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Just a couple last quick questions. You know, so you were obviously a scientist by training and then you also worked in corporate and then now starting your own company. What were some of the biggest like obstacles and hurdles that you encountered? And then what were some things that went well, maybe surprisingly so? Um. I so I have <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on this as well. I <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have a saying that I come back to regularly and it's just the mental process of becoming a founder is relentless. Like there is no end point through the each of these big transitions that I've had in my life and in my career. Uh, there's a certain amount of fear involved. There's a certain amount of like energy, activation energy that it gets to just be like, I have to do this. Um, but that isn't the end point. That's the starting point. And there's so much mental work that has, at least for me personally, happened during particularly stepping out on this founder journey. Um, you know, I say I'm a recovering perfectionist. Uh, I think for women especially, like, you know, you get, there's a lot of power that comes in moving fast and moving as effortlessly as possible. And it goes against a lot of this kind of cultural nature of make it perfect, you know, make it make it impossible for them to reject you. And that's not what this is about. It's about just like constant learning, constant rejection, constant imperfect, constant fear, constant, like, just keep moving. And so that's... Right. Yeah. Perfection is definitely the enemy of progress. And you have to have that perseverance and tenacity to keep going. And so it's just a shift. It's just a really profound shift. I also say it's like CEOs end up the company ends up embodying kind of the psychology of the CEO founder a lot of the time. And so the work that you can do the, you know, coach, whether it's coaching or therapy or like really deep self-awareness, whatever that is, like be really crystal clear about what it is you're doing and why and, and who you are and, and what some of those blind spots are um, to set the company up for the biggest success. Like it's a, it is an investment in what you're building to do that self work and to do it early. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great piece of advice, how it reflects the CEO and yeah, be aware of your blind spots as you grow and how you want to shape it. Be really, really intentional. Well, that being said, I'm so glad you're pushing forward and making Trellis happen. I can't wait till it is more open to the public. Um, And it just sounds amazing and like a great tool every woman and man would want to have in their pocket. So thank you. 
As always, if you'd like to learn more about Estelle Giraud and Trellis Health, please check our show notes. There I'll have all the relevant links so you can check out Trellis Health and any of her social media handles or connect on her website. If you like what you're hearing on You Betcha She Did, don't forget to share us with friends. We love spreading the love. Don't forget to like us on social media and please leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Leaving us a great review on Apple Podcasts is the best way to help boost this podcast and share the stories of more amazing women leaders and entrepreneurs. Thanks again. Until next time.